here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den Podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? It is Michael here. And today is a very special episode because today I am joined by someone I consider a friend, someone that I look up to, someone I respect as a Amazon seller, Amazon marketer, store owner, and just overall man. Ryan, how are you doing today? Michael, what's happening? What's up, Badger Nation? Um, it is uh, it's a joy to be on here. Um, I'm obviously a huge fan of Ad Badger. We've Michael has kind of coached me throughout my process of Amazon PPC. So, um, you know, when I first started listening to this podcast over a year ago, to be on the podcast, it's like, what? This is crazy. You know, like you're a huge fan of a guy and you're a huge fan of a business and like you're on the podcast. So I'm just like blown away. This is just awesome. So. It, is, it is awesome to have you. You know, one thing I want to start doing over the coming months, years, decades, eons, is to bring on successful listeners of the show to who, who have that badger spirit and sharing something to contribute to the ecosystem that they enjoy themselves. So I think it's a really cool opportunity that you listen to the show and now you're on the show as a contributor. Um, so we've gotten to know each other over the last year or so. Um, and it's been great. We had coffee together in Austin, which was delightful. Yep. And we, um, you actually have a very interesting backstory uh and in how you became an amazon seller quite a talented amazon seller and i always think people's stories are so interesting and important to really putting the pieces together for our own understanding of what we're going to get into so how did you even come to be an amazon seller i mean what did what are some things that you did before this well uh actually currently uh i'm i'm i i'm I work as a I work as a hospice chaplain, right? So that's my day job. And whenever you tell somebody you're a hospice chaplain, it's like a conversation killer because it like sucks the air out of the room. Like, ooh, that must be hard. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> do it. Do it for five years. There, you know, in every job, there's pluses and there's minuses. But uh, no, this is what I do. And and so part of my story is that um, we had a product that was doing well. And we, I, I, I really want to learn Amazon PPC. And with my job, I drive all over. Uh, and so I listen to podcasts. And, and, and uh, April 2019, mm -hmm. uh, I dedicated toward 
listening to trying to figure out Amazon PPC found the, the ad badger podcast cranked through like every episode. And then there was like five or seven episodes that I listened multiple times. And then like the single keyword episode, like that it's like really hard to understand. You got to listen to that <laughs> multiple times and we gotta redo uh, it. We got to redo it. And then the intros, how could you not love the, the cheesy intros? It yes. just sucks in. It just sucks in. Yeah. Are you ready for this? This episode has a new intro that you've never heard before yet. Something very cool, right? Yes. Is it, is it eight minutes long? Is that the question I have? <laughs> you know, I keep pushing for longer intros. One day I'll create an intro that's 20 minutes long and then the episode will just end. And then if you'll come back next week, it'll be back down to normal. Uh, no, yes, it is. Um, we got a, we got a famous celebrity to actually narrate the, the intro and, um, well, by now the people that are listening already heard it, but it's, it's, it's a, a, almost like a time capsule capturing yourself before you listen to this new intro. And, you know, the reason we're here on this show is because you shared something in our community and, um, you know, our community currently lives on Facebook. We have a Facebook group now. And everyone can go check it out at badger.com slash Facebook. And you shared something in the community. Um, before we were on Facebook, we were in a private forum. Um, but you shared something that I thought was so powerfully simple, so obvious, so staring at everyone right in the face. But I've never seen anyone put it together in a way that you did and it was awesome and i'm so happy to have you on the show to share this strategy with our audience because i think it's something that is so delightfully simple yet powerful and it, it plays into how amazon operates it plays into our product's own strengths um, so i'm super stoked that you're going to share this um, here today and there's you know, one thing that I think we should do. Now, this is new. We haven't prepped this. We need to give the strategy a name because <laughs> we've, we've talked about the strategy in preparation for this interview, but we haven't given it a name. So I wanted to have a little fun with you right here before we get into the strategy. We should give it a name because once you put a name on it, it becomes a thing and then you can take it and really drive it home. And I am excited to name, be here during the naming process. Now, do you have anything that comes to you if you had to name this, if you had to create a PDF with the name of this strategy on top, what would you call it? Does anything come to you? Uh, you know what? It was funny. Right before you asked this, I had something that came through my mind. Yes. And I swear this is just like off the cuff. Yes. I'm not lying to you, Badger Nation. I swear <laughs> we, we did not prep this. But We did first, not prep this. No, we did not. The The first thing that comes to mind is beat, B-E-A-T, beat yourself. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and okay. the reason that I say this is because I think <laughs> a lot of times Amazon – owners, business owners are thinking way too much about competition with their, their other people. Mm. But I found personally that my growth comes with competition with myself. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, um, if I stay focused, mm -hmm. 
in doing the right things over and over because I'm like the king of distraction. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like give me an entrepreneurial podcast that has yeah. different ideas and I'm running down 10 different rabbit okay. trails. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I found is that success is if I can focus in one particular direction and, and really go after it. And the strategy that I'm going to share has to do with learning about your, learning about your own particular ASIC, mm -hmm. right? So instead of competing against others, compete against yourself, beat yourself. That that's kind of the first thing that came <laughs> comes to mind. It's maybe not the most like friendly name. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can think of like a, you see my concept. You see my it's, idea here. It's very violent, Ryan. It's very violent. <laughs> talking about beating yourself. Uh, I'm gonna maybe maybe think about calling it the uh, reverse ASIN discovery search. Uh, and with that, very long tail. That is very long tail. <laughs> with with that, we'll we'll go back to the drawing board on that. With that, let's jump into the meat of this episode. So, Ryan, we've got the famous beat yourself strategy, sometimes <laughs> sometimes known as the reverse ace and discovery search. Um, perhaps another way would be the, uh, or what about the or organic? Uh, organic jump juice or the organic jolt. <laughs> so basically, I want you to, I, I want to sort of walk through first the problem that this solves. Um, and and really, the the way that Amazon works is like the more sales you get, the more sales you, you will get. Inertia is, is so, so, so powerful on Amazon. So this is a really cool strategy because it taps into that natural inertia that every product has. So feel free to, to kick us off and, and sort of walk us through actually how the strategy, which we need to give it a name by the end of this episode. Uh, let's talk about how this strategy actually works. So go ahead and, and take it away. Okay, so Michael said this in a few episodes ago. So by the way, anything that I say that uh, you think is original, it probably came from Michael. So let's just put that out on the table. So if I, um, Michael and Steven, I think they're genius. But everybody knows dirty little secret in, in Amazon PPC is what? Conversions, conversion rate, right? So if you are any way decent at running an Amazon company, you have to have systems in place to optimize your listing, right? As your as your as you have continued to optimize your listing, your conversion rate grows, right? Because that's the metric. And when your conversion rate grows, Amazon wants to make money, and they realize, like, hey, I can make money on this ASIN. I'm going to give you love, and I'm going to give you love in areas where you may not think you're getting love, but you actually don't know you're getting that love, right? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, in terms of like pr solving a problem, this is solving a problem of finding out information that you should know that you don't know. You know, it's a, absolutely because you know what's so interesting. You know, one major problem I see in many many accounts, uh, and I've mentioned it plenty of times. If there is someone with a very high A cost and they've always struggled with it, I can almost bet that they have they're bidding on loads of keywords that have never converted for them before. Uh, 
paid or organic. It's possible that they're trying to almost like force something to happen across hundreds of keywords. They don't, they don't rank for them. They don't, they've never converted well for them inside their ad account. And that's almost one of the most common reasons of, of high ACoS. So I think one you know, major problem that people might pump into is bidding inside their ad campaigns for a large amount of keywords that they've never actually converted for before, period. And I think that creates almost like the negative cascade where all of a sudden your now conversion rate's going down because you're trying to bid on things maybe before you have enough inertia to go after them. Uh, you know, your, maybe your reviews aren't high enough to go after them yet or, um, you know, there's some degree of optimization that needs to happen before you can go after maybe some reach keywords. So bidding on a whole bunch of keywords that maybe you don't have a lot of history on is a common way that I see accounts have high ACoS. So that's a really interesting thing that you mentioned, both with what you said and combined, you know, the inertia, and you also have like the re reverse inertia where things are slow. And if you are losing, you know, if your conversion rate is going down, it may very well continue to go down. If you're continuing to bet on keywords that just aren't converting. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it, you know, there's a, there's a gentleman that used this strategy and he, was in a similar, exactly what you're saying. He was in a similar boat. He couldn't really like grind and get traction with it. Used the strategy and found a set of keywords that he didn't even see were a possibility. Right. It opened him up to a whole nother set of keywords. Uh, it, it was a, it was, it wasn't a dead product, but it was, uh, it was somewhat dormant. Mm -hmm. And so he had his PPC manager. You know, you put it in the SOP to use this, and it it opened up a product that that he had launched a while back to get get some traction uh, that he didn't necessarily see. And yeah. uh, so it was, uh, yeah, similar to what you're saying. So cool. So as we get into this, uh, I know the first step of this is to incorporate some kind of reverse ASIN process. And before we go even and actually talk about that, what actually is for those that don't know, uh, the process of doing a reverse ASIN lookup. Yeah, so there's a variety of different tools out there um, uh, that you can use to, um, you know, a lot of people use the reverse ASIN look, lookup tool specifically for their competitors. So what they'll do is they'll take the ASINs of their top three competitors, they'll stick it in the tool, and it gives you a whole series of information. It gives you, um, you know, it gives you the organic rank of all of those particular products. It gives you their advertising rank of those particular products. And it also gives you their, um, the different search volume of those particular keywords mm -hmm. or, or phrases that they're, that they're using. So there's a variety of different things that you can use with this, with these reverse ASIN lookup tools. Um, and, uh, so yeah, when, when I, when I had first started, I discovered this by playing around and, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I'd, I'd watched a, bunch, a number of YouTube videos on, on them to try to figure it out. And so one night when I was just figure, figuring it out, I was like, Oh, what if I try this and this will work and lo and behold it did. So, yeah. So I think the reason they call it a reverse ASIN lookup is because instead of typing in a word and getting information about the word and like the products that relate to the words, we're typing in the, ASIN and getting information about the 
ASIN, like the keywords associated with a particular ASIN. So like what keywords it's ranking for, for example. Um, lots of different tools have, you know, reverse ASIN lookup tools. Um, anything else to say about what the, the reverse ASIN process is? In, instead of searching, you know, getting information at a keyword, looking at a search box, typing in a keyword, we're typing in an ASIN and getting a whole bunch of information about the ASIN. In terms of like sp other specifics with regard to like a reverse ASIN lookup tool, you know, you, you, I, I think some people early on, they lean in too much on mm -hmm. the tools. Right. Um, and it, it kind of gives you, it, it, it can expedite the process where you can find some things that you didn't necessarily know were out there. Um, and, uh, but you, you know, I don't necessarily want to build with, uh, with, you don't want to build a strategy based upon being reactionary to what, and, and to be, to be honest with you too, the API was shut down about 18 months ago with regard to search volume on keywords, mm -hmm. right? So the, the accuracy on these things aren't necessarily the greatest, but, uh, they can give you kind of a general ballpark uh, you know, what, what to shoot for. Um, right. So when you were doing a, and just like you mentioned, you know, a lot of people use reverse ASIN lookup tools to, to type in their competitors products and kind of get a glimpse of what their competitors are doing. So, you know, if I'm Nike, I might type in an Adidas product and look at all the keywords that Adidas is going after. And then what a lot of people do is they'll then take that information that Adidas is doing, they'll then take that and put that inside their own Nike account. And that's great and fine. But again, you have to know that, you know, you're, it, it's sort of, you're placing a bet on these keywords and you, you know, you're, that's additional research and you have a really, you know, it's, again, it's like so simple and so nuanced. You have, you basically are flipping that and it's, you do the reverse ASIN lookup on your own keywords. On your own products. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. On my own, on my own ASIN. So you want me to dive in and kind of... Please, like, yeah. Okay, so if just because I've shared this and I've seen people get results, what I would do is I would pause the, the best right now and I would get, just take down these five points. Let's do it. Okay. All right, number one, get a reverse ASIN lookup tool, you know. Uh, um, and... Uh, and what you do is you put your own ASIN in the, the query, right? And so you want to put your own ASIN in there and, uh, and you want to see what information that reverse ASIN tool is giving you. The, the first filter that you're going to use that I use is, you know, the organic rank of this product one through 20, right? Um, you can even go up to 25. It depends what, what niche you're in and what, you know, um, that'll get it kind of give you a general idea of that. You're in the relevancy ballpark, right? That if you're, you're organically ranked one through 20 on these keywords that you're, you're generally in the ballpark, you can play with that, but that's the one that I used, right? Uh, number four, the second filter that you're going to use is, Fil you want to filter the match types. Um, so what you want to do, and this is this is it, this is the key part of it, is uh, that you want to find keywords that you're ranking for but not advertising for, right? 
I want to repeat that. So what you do is you find keywords that you rank for, but you're not advertising for. Every person that I've helped with this, I will find relevant keywords immediately that they're ranking for, that they're not advertising for. And number five is, um, is you want to advertise on those keywords. Okay. Mm -hmm. So to give you an example of what happened to me, I started aggressively advertising on this product that was converting very well. So mind you, my, my, my product was already well optimized Okay, at this point. Aggressive Amazon PPC strategy started in June, went through about the end of August, and then I saw a little bit of a dip. So that's what when you see a dip when you're on the you know when you're when you're when the when the brackets go on left or right up, you're like oh, I want to keep that going right. So mm -hmm. what I did, I used this reverse ASIM uh, lookup tool, you know, filtered it one through twenty, filtered it again, find find those words that uh, I'm ranked for. Amazon was giving me love. And remember about Amazon, I think we may have said this before, but when you're getting a high conversion rate, Amazon wants to make money on you. So they're going to give you love, right? And then what you do is, uh, uh, and then what happened with me is that I, I had four ad groups and I like to keep my ad groups between 25 and 40, 40, um, 40 words. I had four ad groups and I did the inch up method that you teach on before. I think you have it on your, your blog as well. And I started at 40 cents and I increased it 10 cents a day for seven to 10 days just to see what kind of action that I was going to mm -hmm. get on those, on those phrases. Right. And what happened with me, and that was like the end of September, early October is that it was the bump that I needed to set me into getting the bestseller badge. Mm -hmm. Obviously that was the prime holiday season, you know, that was going right into the holiday season, you know, inventory's up, inventory's there, got the fuel in the engine, rode mm -hmm. the bestseller badge all the way through the holidays. And my wife and I thought we were hitting the lottery. <laughs> That's epic. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. So I, I thought of a new name for this. Oh, yes. You yes. Down with, so you know the song, You Down With OPP? <laughs> organic paid power it's like you're taking things that are organic you're putting them in a paid campaign and you're boosting your power okay that's my that's my that's my try number five on naming this bro, bro, you're giving away our age when you say <laughs> i was like in eighth grade with that song man <laughs> um so the 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 magic of this is that when people think of where to get keywords for their campaigns we talk all about you know you can use an auto campaign you can go use keyword tools like you know punch in you know a, what your product is and get a whole bunch of different suggestions for it and then you can go maybe bid on those things uh, you know the Amazon suggestion when you go to create an ad group and you punch your product in they'll suggest some keywords that's a place to get them there's so many you type in your competitors that's some places to get keywords I've been doing this over a hundred episodes of the show, I never said, go look at what you're ranking for organically and then go bid on those. It's so amazingly, beautifully simple that Amazon already likes you for these keywords. 
why would you not want to double down on the keywords that Amazon already likes you for? Um, you know, they, you wouldn't be there if they didn't like you in the first place. So you're you're opening up the door to maximize the, you know, Amazon's uh, badges associated with those keywords. You know, you're opening the door towards increased positive momentum by doing it this way. So this is, you know, to me, a fundamental piece of where you can go and get your keywords for your campaigns. And you can do it by looking at the things you already rank for organically. And in the way that you were doing it, you know, obviously, you know, most people are not starting a paid traffic campaign on Amazon after they've started ranking for a whole bunch of things. Uh, it is possible that people, you know, have made it to rank for a whole bunch of things organically, and then you can gra go grab those things uh, and then start your campaigns with them. But of course, you can, you should be doing this and then finding what you're not actively bidding on. And a, a question when you were doing this, like how often do you normally do this? Is this something you're doing on a quarterly basis, monthly basis? Um, tell me how frequently you are doing this. Well, early on, I was doing it every day. And the reason that I was <laughs> smashing refresh. Because I was like, I wanted to know, I guess I didn't even know I was sitting on a gold mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to see, honestly, the reason why I started doing it is because I wanted to see the words that I was ranking for. Right. Number one, mm -hmm. right? One, two, and three, right? So I wanted to make sure, just like in the art of war, when mm -hmm. you take territory, you got to keep territory. Mm -hmm. And if you take territory and you retreat that territory, you, that should be a strategic move. Mm -hmm. it, it, it should be, a, a you know, but ra rather than if, if there are organic keywords that I'm getting love from Amazon for, I want to jump on those and solidify my place. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. if it's cheap, I mean, these are low volume keywords. You know, if it's if they're cheap clicks, mm -hmm. you know, those add up, mm -hmm. you know, in my, you know, my, my sessions prove it. Um, on my product, you know, so, so it's, uh, and again, when I talk about competing against yourself, I think we, we use these tools to compete against others, but man, you're, we're competing against ourselves if we're not mm -hmm. expanding our relevant web within, you know, our ASIN's relevant web within Amazon. If you can zero in on that, y'all, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, uh, that's the name of the game in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to point out that you've, you've talked about moving to Texas. You just said y'all <laughs> just raising your awareness to that. Um, and you know, you brought up a good point that, um, there are definitely, so obviously people are listening to a paid traffic show, big advocates of paid traffic. Uh, the thing there is there are people who are, you know, dying for the day where they don't have to bid on a particular keyword, uh, where it's like, ooh, do I have to bid on something today? Do I have to go after this? You know, what do you say to, you know, how do you wrestle with the question of, hey, I'm already ranking for this. And you could be ranking in position, you know, a very strong organic position. You know, what do you say to someone? And I know you love, you know, masterminding and being involved in so many uh, communities. You know, have you had an engagement with someone in the community who's maybe said like, hey, Ryan, I'm already ranking number one for this term organically. I'm not, and it's a high volume term. I'm not going to go spend a whole bunch of money to bid so I can appear there 
you know, how do you handle that situation? Two things. Number mm-hmm. one, you got to know marketing, mm-hmm. right? Um, two things, authority and real estate. Mm-hmm. If you're not advertising there, somebody else will be. Right. Capture the real estate. Mm-hmm. And number two, when you do capture the real estate, right, it's a small, subtle thing, but you got to understand Amazon is a alpha query system. You type in what you want, right? And you're, that's what you're, you know, you call it the hunter, right? You're hunting, right? It's, it's query based, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's an alpha query system. So when you type in what you want and you see the same product once on the first row in the advertised spot and then on the second row, you know, it's spot three or four or whatever it is, that communicates a small subtle thing in the mind of the buyer of uh, authority. Yep. And what's the number one thing in marketing is establishing yourself, establishing your product as an authority. So you're doing two things when you do this, you establish yourself as an authority and you are capturing real estate that somebody else isn't filling. The days of organic, you know, all that, sorry to burst everybody's bubble, but those days are long, those, those, those are gone. I, yeah. And they may, honestly, they may still exist for a few, but when Amazon's, what's second most revenue producing, my right. legend, it's, Amazon, they're making so mm-hmm. much money on Amazon PPC, mm-hmm. right? right. That, that if, everything's moving in that, in that direction. You, if you're do, not doing it now, you're gonna have, you're gonna be forced to be, mm-hmm. and it works. I mean, honestly, it works. My ad cost to revenue still hovers at that ten percent, maybe even a little less, uh, because you know of tools like yourself where you yeah. get those ad costs under control. Like you, you, you have to, it's, it's a mindset shift, right? Because a lot of people, they're, they're too hung up on ACOS and they're too hung up on trying to spend money that they don't, that they're, that they're quote unquote wasting. Mm-hmm. Rather, I want to take the whole 10% of my advertising budget and maximize that to the core. Right. You know, like, I mean, I talk to so many people, they get, they get hung up on ad, on, on ACOS. Mm-hmm some big sales are all jacked up because I know I, I mean I just had I just had my highest day yesterday since early COVID congrats you know mm-hmm. I mean and it was and it was less than 10% mm-hmm. I think I it was yeah it was mm-hmm. I'm not going to share numbers but yeah it was definitely mm-hmm. less than 10% right? so, so it's, a, it's a mindset shift mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always, uh, I've heard it said other ways to, you know, the, the goal should be to find a way to outspend your competitors, to spend as much as possible, to be able to solidify yourself, uh, for things. So really I couldn't agree with you more on all of your points. If you're not there, somebody else is going to be. And the fact that these are already good, strong keywords, like things that you rank for in the top 20, Um, You already have good conversion momentum and by bidding on them, you're sending, you know, you're feeding that feedback loop that's constantly spinning, that positive feedback loop. The more sales you get, the more sales you'll get into the future. So you are doubling down on things that you know works. And I think it's interesting too, you know, sometimes I hear, um, you know, the 
the budget, you know, hey, why would I want to spend money on something I'm already ranking for? Um, to, to me, this is as about as sure a fire bet as you can make inside your campaigns. You know, it's things that you're already ranking for and Amazon wouldn't be ranking you for them if it didn't like you for those already. So it's a very natural fit into all of the, you know, all the, I'm very big into, you know, best practices. And one of the best practices is like doubling down on keywords that convert well. So generally it's like you peel, you peel it out of an auto and you stick it into a manual, you give it an exact match and you, you know, you bid aggressively on it because it converts well. Um, so like it, it's all about doubling down on what works. And the more that I feel, the more that we can do to make paid advertising a sure bet, the better. Like that's, that's a way that we want to control our ad spend. We don't want to go out there and place a whole bunch of bets, you know, download a uh, our keyword report of some sort from some tool, get a list of 500 terms that we have no idea how they're going to perform and just drop those 500 terms inside of our ad account on day one. Like that is spend that people probably get most frustrated about. What we're talking about is taking a surefire bet, things that we're already ranking for, top 20, putting those inside your account. Um, just some minor details at the can end. I, can I jump in? Well, can I jump in sure. one thing? What mm -hmm. you're saying, you got to understand the egg nine algorithm does not like to be jilted. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, it's actually, in my opinion, you see it, it's designed to flag things that are just abnormal, mm -hmm. right? So, again, what you coached me in from the beginning, and I'm serious, it's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's too kind. Well, what you could is that stick to your method every week, two weeks, get those converting search terms advertise on them for me it was about three months where you're just trying it's those really high relevant keywords and then and then it changes but the other thing that i don't think people realize and again i know you've said this before i know it's been on the podcast but it doesn't hurt to realize that in a query-based system the the terms that are going to be coming into the system are going to be growing exponentially right and we know this, you can take it, you can step back 20 years, you know, what a product was termed 20 years ago is radically different than what it is now, right? So there's, you can see it within a grand scheme of history, but even on a, you know, week to week, month to month, that the, what a, what a customer, you know, you can look around and say, you know, light in my window blocker, mm -hmm. right? Looking for a shade for their window or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They like, they're trying yep. to figure out. They don't know the right term, but they're gonna they're gonna dump that into the into this mm -hmm. uh, into the query system, right? Yeah. So I, I, these are these are always changing, and you want to capitalize on that. And your systems, and this is why this particular it works, is because mm -hmm. there may be some queries that yeah. come in there that. Anyway, I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, uh, Google reports year after year. Uh, that 10% of every search, like 10% of all the searches are always new every month, meaning there's 10% of things that have never been searched before on Google. Um, I, I don't know if that number is probably as high 
on Amazon, but I would definitely say it's, it's not zero, meaning every single month there's a percentage of searches on Amazon that are completely brand new, that have never been searched before. So by continuing looking for new opportunity, that's how you know, the best, most successful companies on Amazon continue to grow. Um, Ryan, I wanted to recap. I got, I got, I got one. Oh, more go ahead. I've got one more. <laughs> okay. Um, it's kind of off topic, kind of on topic. Search term reports are the most accurate information that you're going to get, mm-hmm. right? More than all the other tools, as we yep. said, the APIs, right? It, it's and and there's variables within that, right? Again, going back to competing against yourself. If you own a company and you're and I just I just did this last week, maybe this maybe a whole nother episode is learning how to read your own search term reports. Okay. Right? What do you mean uh, by that? Is what I, what I mean by that, that is I were, you know, we're looking to expand and I'm looking for different products. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I found something that's, I'm trying to figure out if it's too good to be true. But I just, it made me, I found, I found the idea for a product where I see the search terms that are high on there, but the APIs don't reflect it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're growing a brand, man, have, you guys got to be having your team mm-hmm. in your search term reports, looking at what your customers are searching for within your particular field. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, that, that, I, I, well, you said something that kind of unlocked that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just, it's more to this idea that you, we, we have access mm-hmm. to things that are just pretty darn powerful. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Search and report, definitely the most accurate. Um, search volume estimates on Amazon. Um, and if someone's listening, feel free to correct me. But search volume estimates on Amazon are very... Like if you were to pull up 10 tools, type in the same term, you would see dramatically different things. Um, And I also believe uh, we should do an episode on this, uh, but I believe a lot of search volume, uh, depending on what tool you're using, is coming from different sources. Like a lot of times it comes from extensions. So free, for example, free Chrome extensions. How are they free? Well, they're scraping things and like they're just measuring how many times people are searching on Amazon or Google or whatever, and then they're taking that data and then companies that display that data and tools are paying those uh, data aggregators. So I think it's I think it's worth doing more talk about that, but um, it's definitely an interesting topic where the search volume comes from. Anyway, the point is, if you're only looking at that, uh, it's possible that you may, you know, miss out on things that are right in front of you, like your search term report, just like you mentioned. Um, I wanted to just recap this strategy, which um, before the show go lives, we will eventually land on a title for this. So far, we've referred to it as um, the beat yourself strategy, the reverse ASIN discovery search, the reverse ASIN dominator, the organic power push uh, strategy. And I just want to recap, recap this. One, queue up your favorite reverse ASIN tool. Drop your own product in there, not your competitors. Drop your own product in there. And then look up the things that you are already ranking for in the top 
you know, 20, 1 to 20 or 1 to 25 positions. These are things that Amazon likes you for. And then compare that, compare that list and see what you are not advertising for and then begin advertising for it. And I know people are going to ask, um, should this be added? Where should this be added? Exact phrase, broad, do I put it in sponsored brands? Um, I wanted to check in with you before I sort of give my take and, and how we've incorporated this. But, you know, when you do this, Ryan, how do you add them into the account? Do you do broad, phrase, exact, mod- uh, throw it inside a sponsored brand ad? Yeah, uh, I do phrase. And the reason I do phrase is because they're moderate to lower volume keywords. And you get, I, the way that I envision it is there is the phrase and then mm-hmm. there's misspellings. There's... Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know the exact also does plural, but, you know, again, it, you're just it's since they're lower volume, I do the phrase mm-hmm. inch up, you know, do that mm-hmm. 10 cents a day mm-hmm. to see what type of action that you're going to get. Um, yeah, that that's what I use, I use phrase. Absolutely acceptable. You know, there's different ways to look at it. You could easily um, do the, the broad phrase and exact and sponsored brand ad for it. Uh, and then negate the, you know, if you're doing a phrase and exact, you could negative exact the phrase ad group um, to, you know, have the phrase do the research for you and have the exact hit that exact one. Um, so that's, you know, another conversation for how you introduce keywords into it. But the point of this talk is to use a reverse ASIN tool, look up what you're ranking for, grab those keywords in the top 20, 25 positions. And then be sure that you're advertising them. And that is a great way for you to fuel the beast of your Amazon marketing. One more unintended consequence that we didn't mention that I think would be worth worth mentioning. Another gentleman mm-hmm. used this tool. He had a, a product that was somewhat not dead, but just kind of like dormant. He couldn't get traction with it. Mm-hmm. He found a whole nother set of relevant keywords that advertising that, that was Amazon was giving him love for. Right. He did a, he, you know, so there are good unintended consequences. So, so we took, so, we, so this was a relatively dead product, but he was still ranking for some things. He started bidding on them and then that sort of brought it back to life. Yeah. And what I would suggest if that happens to you is change, change the title to right. the most relevant, right? But you want to be careful of changing title and bullets. I've heard some, you know, but if you got a moderate dead or, you know, moderately dead product, mm-hmm. not going to hurt. Right. Right. Um, again, so that you're giving that you're, you're, you're pulling that product into alignment with mm-hmm. exactly what the customer is, is desiring. And that's, uh, that's a great unintended consequence that, that may happen for some of your listeners. Epic. Um, well, we have that, we have a high bar on this show for every single episode. We aim to have people be able to end the episode and go straight to their keyboards and get to work. I know you've provided us with some really good stuff that probably all of us should add to our regular optimization calendars. I think this is awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the show and sharing it. One more thing, and, and, and I got to tell your audience this. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to know Michael over the last year, year and a half, however long it's been. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, uh, uh, it's, it's a compliment. You might cringe a little, but it's <laughs> a compliment. Um, you know, it, we, we love him because he's fun. He's playful on the podcast, and he's giving great information. But uh, 
Um, I've had personal conversations with him and he's, he's uh, really gone after um, meaning for his, for his own life and his family's life. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't be more impressed with an individual, high quality guy. You may not see it necessarily in, in the podcast, but I'm very low quality on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a, he's a good guy. He's better than you think. There it is. Thank you so. Thank, thanks for thanks for telling everyone that story. Uh, thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the show. I super appreciate it. Everyone, we've got some work to do. Let's start incorporating this into our optimization calendars. And as always, we'll see you here next week here on the Badger Den.